Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Radio Pulso, also known as the Boyle Heights Beat Podcast. My name is Alex Medina and I've been here at the Beat since I was a sophomore at Bravo High School. And after going off to college and graduating, I came back to this beautiful neighborhood to serve as the local paper's community reporter. And this month, as you all know, it's Pride Month. And in Boa Heights, they call it Orgullo. What does Orgullo mean? And can it shine through amid local and nationwide controversy surrounding the LGBTQIA community? This June, the Beat had the opportunity to interview members of the community with ties to the barrio to highlight what Pride looks like in a neighborhood like Boa Heights. Growing up in Boa Heights in the late 80s and early 90s, Daisy Chavez Mendez found herself coming of age in a less accepting community. Now in her early 40s, she spent the past two decades using that experience to work with others to create a more welcoming environment for all in Boa Heights, especially those who face violence because of their marginalized identities. Through everything, she says her intersectional identity has always pushed her to show understanding for others. I had the chance to speak with Chavez Mendez as part of the Beats Pride Q&A series to learn more about this journey towards building compassion for all throughout Boa Heights. My name is Daisy Chavez Mendez. My pronouns are she, her, ella. And I am a community member, um, local activist for immigration rights here in Los Angeles. First off, can you tell me a little bit about what community means to you and what communities you feel you resonate the most with? Community to me means home, you know, being able to feel comfortable, safe, welcomed, um, excited to, to, to be um, a member of, of a space that I work in, that I live in, enjoy. All of that means community. Being able to build all of that to me is um, what community means, what resonates, especially here in Boyle Heights. Everything feels so personal. It feels like it belongs to us. We are a part of an amazing history, and then we're also able to build on that history. So that, to me, is pretty incredible because we are changing the atmosphere, keeping some of our gems, but also making sure that some things that need to change are changing, especially for the younger generations. Can you kind of dive in a bit deeper onto how you would describe Boa Heights as a community and... You know, looking back now from, you know, being a part of uh, or living here for so long, um, how, how would you say it's changed over the years, if at all? For sure. I went to Roosevelt, and so it's been a minute. But I remember we didn't have any queer clubs, any GSAs. And now to see my, uh, my, my peers who are now educators uh, being able to be part of GSAs in local high schools, like Mendes High School, it's incredible because that wasn't available back in the day. It would have been very helpful. So that definitely has changed. Being able to just be proud to exist as you are, you know, we're part of this Latina community here in Boyle Heights that, that hasn't always been perhaps as open, sometimes not as welcoming, uh, because we, you know, don't know, we are ignorant to certain things, and we, and we of course, buy into perhaps some fears. But all of that has been changing with the, you know, help of everyone from our, our elders to our young generation that is so incredibly brave. So for me, I see it, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm like the generation in between that gets to experience both the, the, the greatness and also can now turn around and, and pass that on. 
Yeah, so just going into like the kind of work you do now, um, can you tell me a little bit about your journey into that field and also just describe the work that you do and if you feel, you know, any of the identities you um, resonate with have an impact into why you do what you do? For sure. So I've been working in immigration rights here in Los Angeles for pretty much all my adult life. I started by being volunteered by my mom for a, a naturalization workshop when I was in high school and I fell in love with the whole process and from there I just kind of kept seeking opportunities. So now, more than what, 20 years later, I am able to work with local immigrants here in Los Angeles, everyone from from newly arrivals. We work with a lot of clients who are persecuted back home in, in home countries because of different things, but there is definitely um, a, 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 um, a pattern for folks who are queer, who are trans, um, who are experiencing terrible violence and attacks in home country. So that to me is always very personal because I know that when I'm able to sit down with them, I understand what it means to feel afraid to 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 come uh, you know across as your authentic self and you know and I understand the attacks that folks are facing just as immigrants and then every other inter, in, intersection, right? So for me, that's just a personal part of my job that I'm able to, to provide for my clients and also learn from them because we work with folks all over the, the Latin America and some other continents, but Latin America is, is, is the, main, the main area of, of where folks come from. But yeah, those intersections of being the child of an immigrant, being raised here in Los Angeles, being queer, all of that really goes into how I treat my, my clients, how I, I work with students. It impacts the, the compassion that I feel and just also the, the area of growth that I desire to, to continue to be able to provide the best services to my clients. So kind of reflecting on your past and where you are now, um, how would you say your identity within the LGBT community has kind of shaped your journey through life and um, more specifically as someone born and raised in a predominantly Latino community? Um, you know, because I was raised here uh, locally, and like I mentioned before, growing up, it wasn't the most accepted thing to be part of the LGBTQ plus community. So it took me a long time. I was an adult until I finally was able to, to kind of come into my own understanding that, you know, those who care about me did not care that I was queer. And also just kind of thinking of the, the opportunities I have to be able to provide through my work, through my commitments, through different uh, volunteer opportunities, just being able to provide um, a sense of, of understanding and compassion that perhaps are unique because I am you know, born and raised in Los Angeles. I have uh, real deep ties to Boyle Heights and as a queer person, I can tell you that now I feel the most, um, and I'm in my early 40s now, but I feel the most uh, accepted, the most true, and I, anyone that I share it with or who comes to talk to me about it, oftentimes I get I get parents now who are like, can you talk to my kid? Um, like, okay, <laughs> um, if you know you want to talk about being normal, then I'm glad you think I'm normal and I can represent that for you. Um, but the you know. I feel like what I represent is is just one little drop in a spectrum of, of queerness uh, and 
and just being true to ourselves. So that for me is uh, is something that I think really resonates and, and that I'm able to do now here in a community like Boy White. So kind of going into that journey a bit more, um, is there someone or a moment in your life that you felt helped you feel validated and come to terms, or not to terms, but feel like <laughs> most confident in who you are as a person? Um, I think I was already a professional when uh, one of our, my, my friends asked me to help them mentor young folks here in Boyle Heights, and actually it was uh, girls, specifically queer girls here in Boyle Heights, for a, a nonprofit that now is, it's huge, that's what those project, right? But I remember way back then he asked me to come as a mentor, but he wanted me to come as my authentic self and, and you know, to let the, the girls know that I was queer. And it was the first time that I was, I thought to myself, well, why is that important? Why do they need to know? Why can't I just, you know, go in a, and talk to them, you know? And then it, I realized that in not, in not being able to share that part of me, I wasn't being fully transparent and, and I also wasn't perhaps supporting another youth who might be struggling to come out or with their own identity. Um, and so that was probably the first time that I was like, okay, I made a decision that I was going to introduce myself um, by sharing my my, uh, my queerness. And that was probably the first time that I did that publicly. And it was pretty amazing. The, the girls were... So, so moved and touched because some of them were identifying as queer or as, you know, gay, lesbian, and all of that. And for me, I was just thinking like, wow, okay, let me at least provide something that I didn't have growing up. Yeah, so going back to like pride, what do you feel um, pride means to you as a word and also just as like, you know, for the community in general? And when do you feel was like the first or most memorable time you've ever celebrated pride? So pride to me just means all the intersections coming together you know i get to work with folks and 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 let them know that i'm i'm also part of the lgbtq plus community i get folks who come to me because they see me identifying as such and need support or just you know an ally um so to me pride is just able to come as myself and let folks know that we're just like anyone else you know it it's it's incredibly disheartening to see everything that's going on across the nation, especially in states like Florida and Texas, with all these attacks on the LGBTQ plus community, but especially on trans folks. And for me, what comes with pride is being able to stand up and say, that's wrong and we need to change it. We can't stand for it, you know? And so that's also something that's very, I don't know, liberating, you know, to be able to stand up and speak up, um, stand with our, our, our siblings, uh, when something like that happens. And because I work in immigration, I already have experience with attacks on, on different groups of, of society, right? Immigrants, black people, queer people. And so it's really personal. It's part of my work that really spills into my life. And so it, it's so much fun to be able to then celebrate pride, right? I, I have gone to many, many pride celebrations, but because I wasn't always fully, fully out, I think I didn't participate uh, as much as a as a as a member of the community as much more. I was more like an ally, I would say, for many reasons, right? But last year, yeah, last year I went to 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 the Hollywood Pride, and of course, this is like after the whole pandemic has hit us and everything. So there was this other level of just joy to be able to be together. 
I march with a group of, of uh, soccer fans that follow LAFC. Uh, we're called Pride Republic, and it was like a party, you know? We were so happy to be there, so happy to chant and dance the whole time. And yeah, I just felt like, oh yeah, this is what it feels to just be yourself and not have to hide any part of you, you know? So I'm um, definitely looking forward to doing more of that. We'll be going out to, to this year's Pride in Hollywood again. Can you tell me a bit about, or do you have any sort of advice for like anyone who's trying to, you know, um, be comfortable in their identity or, um, you know, be more open about who they are as a person? Um, I would definitely say, especially to like a younger me, just to have a, a little more compassion and patience because, you know, any any teenager is going to go through many feelings. But when we see like attacks on, in the media and in the radio um, or even here locally, it's it, it puts, you know, some fear, some some um, perhaps you're going to not not wish to to come out or, 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 or even to yourself. The most important thing is you come out to yourself. It's going to perhaps put a little bit of a pause in you trying to, you know, really figure out who you are. Just be a little patient, be a little bit compassionate and reach out because you never know who around you is going to be there for you. You know, there's and there's folks like me who are very much willing to sit down with a young person to talk things through because, you know, I remember being a teenager and just thinking like any little inconvenience was like the end of the world. And now I think to myself like, oh yeah, like I could talk to someone now and be like, it's actually not the end of the world, you're gonna be fine. And and there's all these other, you know, groups that you can join. There's, you know, these other spaces that are safe or if there's an area um, that you're interested in, perhaps we can connect you because queer people are everywhere. We do everything and we are everywhere. So uh, yeah, I would just say that, reach out, have patience, be compassionate to yourself. Thank you. Um, I know you mentioned it a bit in the last question. Can you tell me a bit more about any um, sorts of like issues facing the community or issues with pride or just like any, um, yeah, just any sort of issues that you feel um, should be addressed or focused on within or externally with the community? I guess here locally, I would say in the last couple of years, maybe the last five years, We've definitely have seen, not even like the last three years, we've seen a, a kind of a, a renaissance of, of folks from the LGBT community really taking over spaces, really collaborating, being public about, you know, our, our, um, our ideas, our work, our existence. Um, but there is still, I feel, not enough of a collaboration or even perhaps a... Um, a view of, of folks who belong to the to the LGBTQ plus community, that we can do things on our own, that we don't need other people to speak for us, especially when leading things. So as Pride Month is coming up, I know a lot of folks will have events and stuff. I would just urge the local community to have, it, when possible, have folks that belong to the LGBTQ plus community leading those efforts because we have a lot to say. We are incredibly capable. Oftentimes all we need is that, that opportunity to use the space or perhaps to uh, get a permit or something like that. Um, but yeah, we're incredibly talented. Uh, a lot of us have had success in our careers, so we can do a lot and we just want to be sure that we're visible with our own voice, voices. Thank you. That's most of my questions. Is there anything else you'd like to add about the community, about your work or about um, you know anything in general? 
I mean, just because um, I'm a political nerd, it's hard for me to ignore everything that's happening in the nation against LGBTQ plus community members. So I would just urge everyone, you know, it doesn't have to happen to you for you to care. And it doesn't take a lot for you to show how, how you can care for, for, um, for other community members. So please, you know, uh, let, let's not allow what's happening uh, across the nation against the LGBTQ plus community to come here to Boyle Heights or, or to flourish here in Boyle Heights. Let's instead come together, hear, hear each other out, um, and work together so that we do have every part of the community here in Boyle Heights thriving, and that includes the LGBTQ plus community. Well, just one more question, kind of going into that. Um, how would you, um, or what sort of advice do you have for like anyone who wants to get involved in like that sort of fight or you know, um, help support um, you know, battling these, these issues that are affecting the community right now? Sure. Um, well, just right here, right locally, the Latino Equality Alliance comes to mind. They're a nonprofit that does a lot of work with young people and the families. Um, and of course, every family is so impactful in the lives of young people. So that's a, a way that you can support either by sharing the information, donating to them. Then you have like your local high schools, right? You can also get involved there because a lot of our young folks are going to become voters. So honestly everything is connected so if you can help in a voting drive if you can help um, get folks connected to to uh, immigrant rights um, information all of that is connected we have a ton of of documented clients who are queer you know and so them being able to have a job being able to provide for themselves and their families it makes this community even better and greater um, yeah, anything that's your passion, reach out and make it so that it's representative of every community here, including the, the LGBTQ plus community. Getting to learn about Daisy's drive was truly amazing, and I just know she's got so much more compassion to give as she continues on in her work. And that's a wrap for our Radio Pulso podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Alex Medina here with the Boa Heights Beat. And if you ever want to pitch us an idea for our radio show or even our newspaper, please send us an email at boaheightsbeat at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of you as we pride ourselves in offering noticias por y para la comunidad and would even love to have you on our show. Also, make sure to check us out on social media to stay up to date. You can follow our Radio Pulso Instagram at RRR Adio Pulso. That's three R's, Adio Pulso. Sorry, radio with three R's and pulso. Sorry about that. You'll hear from us again next week as we continue to share more pride in community stories. Don't forget to tune in. Thank you. And as we always say, nos vemos en la calle. Adios. <laughs>